This is a different kind of, uh, of service today. Uh, I'm not really going to preach. Instead, I have some updates I want to give to you, as well as some specific uh, calls to action. And we will give uh, a chunk of our time uh, after I'm done actually to spending time together, um, giving you specific opportunities, some next steps that we can take together. And if you're joining us online, we're so glad that you're with us. There is a link on the Sunday page, I'd ask you to go there right now, uh, where there's some uh, a survey where you can fill out, and I'll say a little bit more about that in just a couple of minutes. My passage, though, comes from uh, Acts, Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through chapter 12, verse 5. I'm going to ask you to stand in your hearts today, in your hearts today. At that time, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine over all of the world, and this took place during the reign of Claudius. The disciples determined that according to their ability, each would send relief to the believers living in Judea. This they did, sending it to the elders by Barnabas and Saul, chapter 12, verse 1. About that time, King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. After he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the festival of the unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. This is the word of God. Amen. Amy asked if you can sit down in your hearts. Yeah, I guess so. You can sit down in your hearts. Uh, from this passage this morning, I want to speak for a couple minutes on the title, Step In. Step In. During our church's first year, which was 11 years ago now, a, a mentor of mine who had started three or four churches himself told me that the hardest part of starting a church is learning to be the church. Can you say, be the church? Be the church. How does a collection of individuals with very different expectations and experiences become, in the words of Scripture, one holy people? Now, thanks to my mentor's observation, I came to understand that our goal as a new church was not to attract a lot of people to our church, but it was rather to worship and serve with the people God sent us in a way that would allow us to be the church together. Say, be the church. Now, the challenge of being the church is not unique to us. Throughout the New Testament, we read about collections of people who prior to Jesus would have had little to do with each other, but who through the power of the Holy Spirit were brought together and became a new people, a holy temple to the Lord. And as we see in these verses from Acts, that fragile fellowship that they knew also faced significant outside challenges. In this case, a, a severe famine, as well as political persecution. 
And what we see in these verses is that during severe trials, God sustained the church by working through the church. God sustained the people of God by working through the people of God. In other words, God provided for his people through his people. Somebody say, be the church. Now we've known a few trials too lately, haven't we? And while our particular future remains uncertain, I believe that we have emerged from one season and are stepping into another season. After so much disruption and distance, lately I've been reminded of my mentor's challenge over a decade ago, learn to be the church. Now, many of you have been called to new community during this pandemic. Some of you here this morning and some of you online have absolutely no memory of this church pre-pandemic. You don't know what it looked like before. You're just taking our word that we had a, had a church that met in person before the pandemic. We did, I promise you, you can ask a few people. And for others of us this morning, the so-called normal of our church feels like forever ago. What was that actually like? It feels like a hazy dream sometimes to me. And so here is what I'm asking us to remember this morning. I'm asking us to remember that God moves through the church as we choose to be the church. God moves through the church as you and I choose to be the church. Like those early Christians we read about in Acts who found that God was going to feed the hungry through them and that God was going to open the doors of the prisons through them. I believe that God will move powerfully through us as we choose to be the church. How? How do we choose to be the church on this hot day in July of 2021. For the early church in Acts, we, we see how they chose to sacrificially love sisters and brothers who they were never going to meet in the middle of a famine. And, and we see them coming together in fervent prayer, trusting that God would meet their needs after one of their leaders has been killed and the other has been put in prison. So for the next few minutes, I'm not really going to, to preach a, a sermon this morning. I, I instead have the goal of inviting every single one of us to be the church together. And journey kids up against the wall in the shade. I don't know how you all got the best seat in the whole house today. That's okay. But I'm, I'm talking to you too, our young people. I'm talking to you too, that you are a part of this church. Amen? And that we need you to choose to be a part of this church as well. So I'm going to do two things very quickly. I'm talking fast this morning because I want to give a good bit of time to, to something we're going to do together after the service. And that includes those of you who are online as well. First, I want to check in with how we are doing right now. 
I want to check in with where we as a church are right now. A lot has happened, a lot is happening, a lot will happen, and it's important that we are on the same page as we follow God into this next season. Amen? And then the second thing I'm going to do is to invite each of us, every single one of us here this morning, and those of you online as well, to step in to the life of new community in some very specific ways. So we're going to check in, then we're going to step in. And it's my prayer that after we are sent from this place today, we, we each will have some very practical ways that we can choose to be the church so that we might see God move powerfully through our community. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say, be the church. church. Alright, so check in. First, check in. I got a few things I want to just talk about together by way of where we are right now. We are still in a pandemic. Now, I've gotten to travel a little bit this summer. I know we were together a little bit, but I want us to remember that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So as a church, we continue to take COVID-19 very, very seriously. We, we are not living as though this thing never happened. We are not trying to get back to quote-unquote normal. We, we are going to trust that God is going to continue keeping us in this pandemic. Amen? Now, thank God for the vaccination. Thank God for the opportunity to be together. Thank God that there's been movement and we're not as isolated as we were before. But we are going to continue taking seriously this moment. Every single one of us here has experienced trauma in some kind of way over these 18 months, right? Every single one of us. And, and so it would be a disservice to us if we just tried to get back to normal. Because we'd be leaving some stuff unhealed, amen? We, we would be leaving some stuff behind that, that God wants to bring up and to redeem and renew in our lives. So we are going to continue to pay attention to this moment that we are in, and we're going to continue to ask that, that God would move in us through this particular moment. What does that mean practically? Church, we are always going to be more conservative than whatever the uh, professional recommendations are. We're not going to be a lot more conservative. We're not going to, you know, do things just to do things. But we're always going to be a little bit more conservative than what the, the professional recommendations are. And that is because our community has been hit particularly hard by the pandemic. That is because many of you in this church have been hit particularly hard by this pandemic. And so we, are, we, we want to have a very pastoral approach toward one another, a, a, an approach of loving one another during this time as we continue taking steps forward. Amen? Does that make sense? Now listen, anybody heard about the Delta variant of this virus? Right? So this, it's always changing, right? So we're, we're going to pay. We're going to be responsive to what's actually happening. So just understand that though we are thankful that things have opened up, we are so glad about that. We are also going to be very careful because many people, of our children have not been able to be vaccinated yet. And so we, we want to prioritize loving our, our children in this moment who remain susceptible and, and vulnerable to this disease. Somebody say amen. 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 Okay. My next uh, little check-in. Together inside. 
Now, if, if, so if you never were at where we used to worship, there's a park district facility called Kennecott, you might be thinking, oh, I bet it was so much cooler in there and so much more comfortable. But uh, we get a little bit more of a breeze out here at least because <laughs> there's no air conditioning in Kennecott. But it, it would be nice to be able to be back inside, right? Well, especially once it starts to get a little cool. It'd be nice to be back inside. So Kennecott Park, like other park district facilities, has not been able to rent to outside people during the pandemic. However, they now have permission to start renting to us again. And the manager there, her goal is to have us back inside at Kennecott at the end of August. So that is our goal. Few people excited, few people excited. Now again, we're gonna watch what's happening. We're gonna make informed decisions as we get closer. But right now, our goal is to be able to be inside together at Kennecott, which is at 44th and Lake Park Avenue towards the end of August. Now being inside means that we're gonna start by everybody having masks inside. We're not gonna do the taking off masks, things like we're doing now. We're gonna work on the social distancing, cleaning stuff. We're, again, be very careful, very thoughtful, but that is our goal. Most likely we will not have access to children's classrooms right away. We won't have access to the kitchen. We won't be doing the potluck in the ways that we've done in the past. We'll start off just by doing an all church worship service inside, and then we'll see how things go. And Lord willing, we'll be able to be at Kennecott throughout the cooler months of this of this year. Does that make sense? Make sense? Anybody excited about being able to be inside together? Yeah. So be prayerful about that, please. I want to say something about hospitality. If you are newer to our church, what you might not know is that hospitality is a muscle that our church has been learning to exercise for a few years now. There, there came a moment when some of us realized, I, I don't think our church is that hospitable. Um, and, and we felt convicted that we need to grow in that sense of hospitality so that anybody who walked through our doors would feel like, oh, they thought about me. They want me to be here. And thanks be to God, the, the church culture shifted over the years to having that culture of hospitality. Now, I believe that one of the things that God is doing in our church by worshiping in a 150 degree parking lot or whatever temperature is right now, is teaching us that we don't need the perfect facility to be hospitable to one another. Amen? That being a church that is hospitable to everybody is about the culture of the congregation itself. And so I'm saying that out loud to you to say this is something that God has called all of us to do. We have a hospitality team, but it's all of our jobs to be hospitable to one another. Um, let, me, let me ask this. If you have, have started uh, coming to new community uh, since the pandemic, would you just raise your hand? Would you just raise your hand? So look around, everybody. Come on. Let, let, can we welcome them? Can we, can we say that we're thankful for them? We're glad for them to be here? Amen. You walk up to some of these folks after the service and say, how have we been doing in hospitality? How have we been doing? Because it's our desire to continue growing in that, especially during this time, so that whatever facility we find ourselves in, people will be welcome. Okay, another uh, quick check-in has to do with our community group and Bible study. One of our priorities this year was to evaluate how we do discipleship, particularly with our adults. We had a task force of different members who met together at the beginning of the year, and we had this significant aha moment. And you're going to be hearing more about this in the coming weeks. But the aha moment for us is that the way we do discipleship as, as a church over the past 10 years assumes that, that, that we need to build community. 
assumes that we come to this church as, as autonomous individuals who don't have community and we need to build community. And so we had a community group model of discipleship where people met in small groups and homes with that assumption underneath it. Autonomous individuals being brought together to build community. And we realize that not everybody has that same assumption. Amen? Not everybody sees themselves or imagines themselves as autonomous individuals who need to build community. There are plenty of folks in our church who have a more collective assumption about who they are and how discipleship works. So people come and they think, well, I'm a part of this church, so I'm just a part of the community, so I don't need to build community, I just want to participate in community. Do you see the difference? You see the difference? So what we're choosing to do, and, and I don't want to downplay this at all, this is actually a really significant shift. What we are choosing to do, starting in the fall, is to change our assumption. We are shifting as a church from an assumption of this collection of autonomous individuals who need to build community to saying, no, if you are at new community, you are a part of the community. Amen? This is your community. Doesn't matter if you've been here for, for, for 30 minutes or for 10 years. This is your community as long as God has you here. And so we are going to build our discipleship methods on top of that assumption that we collectively are already a part of community and we're going to nurture this community together. So the big difference this coming fall is that instead of these small groups meeting in people's homes, Lord willing, on Wednesday evenings at Kennecott, we will be doing a Bible study where the whole church will be participating together. Now we'll have an online option because we know not everybody's quite comfortable being back in person yet. But uh, Minister One Kim is doing a great job recruiting uh, breakout leaders for that, doing some training and equipping. I'm just mentioning this to you now because this is a, a significant change in the life of our church. This is, this is what I would call a culture change, which means it's going to feel like for some of you, it's going to feel like, ah, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like normal. It doesn't feel uh, comfortable. And that's okay because you know what? For 10 years, there's been a whole other group of people who were like, no, this doesn't feel right. This feels a little uncomfortable. I'm going to someone's home in a small group. What's that all about, right? So that's okay if it feels a little uncomfortable. But we believe this is how God is leading our church. This is the next step to growing in our discipleship together. And I want to strongly encourage you to commit to being at that Bible study starting in this fall. All right, a couple of other things that have been happening during the pandemic that maybe have not been quite as visible because we've been sort of scattered from each other a little bit. We are in the middle of a, not in the middle, we're at the beginning of a facility search for our church right now. That's cool, right? We believe after 11 years that, that it is time to be visibly present in our community 24-7. To, to, to visibly come alongside our partners and friends and neighbors and, and join in in a more tangible, regular way with the amazing stuff that God has been doing in our community for a, a long, long time. So our leadership team is leading that. There's still lots of questions. We're still figuring a lot of stuff out. But that has been happening, and you're going to start hearing a lot more about that in the coming months and ways that you can be a, a part of that. Now, maybe some of you have some leads. Maybe some of you are like, I know someone who's giving away a beautiful church building. I have a friend whose town sold him an old school for $10 to start a church in. So, so does anybody know here that God can do whatever God wants to do? Amen? Whatever God wants to do. So maybe you got some leads. Maybe you want to be a part of that process. I'll let you know how you can join in with that in a few minutes. We're also praying about church planting as a church. From the very beginning, we believe that God would want to send some people out from our church somewhere else to, to start an intentionally multiracial church 
And I don't have a lot to say about that. This is uh, our priority this year is to simply be praying about that together. But I'm starting to see some things bubbling up a little bit. And, and it's exciting. And we'll have more to say that about that as, as the year goes on. Just know that that is happening as well. You heard from Sonia already today about new community outreach. Raise your hand if you are in any way involved with new community outreach. Raise your hand. Hi, 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 hi. So like at least a third of the church, probably a half of the church is doing stuff with NCO. Incredible, incredible what is happening through new community outreach. The resources, uh, the volunteers, the students, it's just, I did not know that new community outreach would just explode in a good way, in a good way, in a good way, during a pandemic. Sonia didn't know that either. I don't think, did you know that was gonna happen? Yeah. But just the way God has moved through NCO during the pandemic has been absolutely amazing to watch. Another quick thing. Next year, Lord willing, we will be sending a small group of people to Ecuador for about a week to support and encourage and work with a missionary family who many of you have met, the Delps, who do a kind of community development work with churches in Ecuador around uh, uh, medical missions and orphanages. Uh, we're going to send us a, a small group led by uh, Pete Blodgett to spend a week working with them, encouraging them, uh, developing that network. So I'm asking that you begin to be prayerful about whether you might participate in that uh, in that team in some way. Okay, those are my quick check-in items. These are things that I want all of us to know about and kind of to know what's happening, to be on the same page as we orient our, our faces towards this next season. Okay, amen? amen. Somebody say, be the church. All right, all right, all right. I got. Now we're gonna move to step in. But before that, everybody stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, and do like one lap around your chair. Just move, look, you know, you get sweaty on the back, air out your back, air out your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just move around, move around. Okay, let the air, let the air blow where the air needs to blow. All right, all right. Here we go. Next thing is step in. This one's gonna be quicker, and then we're gonna spend a few minutes uh, moving around and actually signing up for some stuff together. <coughs> Here's what I'm not going to do. I want to hear this very clearly. Here's what I'm not doing right now. I am not asking you to get busier in your life. I'm not asking you to take on more church burdens. I'm not asking you to be doing church stuff every night of the week. Amen? Amen. Amen. No. What I'm asking us now is, is more about a posture. I'm going to share some very specific things and, and ways that each of us can be the church together in some very practical ways. Like I have this image in my mind that during the pandemic, there's like, you know, the, the, our, our, our church community is kind of at the center and we've all sort of drifted. And I don't mean like drift away from Jesus or drift away from the church. I don't mean anything like that. But it's just like, what the heck does it mean to be the church right now? Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? How, how do I be a part? So, so that's my sense. And what I'm asking us to do is to kind of pull towards that center again this morning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Online people, does that make sense? That makes sense? Okay. So, so I'm gonna be very, very practical. And then what's gonna happen is you, there's some tables lined up. Those of you under the tents, I'm gonna ask you to literally move the tents and put them over the tables. And I have some key people who are gonna be standing by those tables for you to talk with and sign up. And I'm asking all of us this morning, and those of you online, there's a way to do it online, before uh, we leave today to spend a good amount of time uh, signing up, talking with people, and, and literally leaning in towards that center together. So a, a few different areas that I'm asking you 
to, to, to step into this morning. The first is really simple. It's communication. Somebody say communication. communication. Like it's really important that we're all in the loop right now because we're just, everything is a little bit, you know, disjointed, a little unpredictable. So we got a few ways to stay in touch with each other. The first is our church newsletter. It goes out every two weeks. It has all of the announcements, all the calendar stuff. If you're not getting that newsletter in your inbox, you're missing like a, a really significant way to stay in touch. Another way to stay in touch is our church database. This is so like if we need to send a, an email to all the men in the church about a, a men's event coming up or to all the parents of preschool children to get their input about something, we're able to send that direct email to you. So newsletter, database, we have a Google group that, that Sonia mentioned today. That's for you all to communicate to each other, right? So, so, so that's if like Justin is going to go do something on Saturday and he thinks there's some newcom people who might want to join him. He can just post that on the Google group and other people can join him in that. So you need to be a part of that as well. And then, and I don't think we have to sign up for this one, but text messaging. So we'll find a way to do that. If you're not getting the text message, you need to be on that as well because that's where we let you know if we're going to be inside or outside on a Sunday. If there's a last minute change of plans, we send that text message so you're in the loop. So communication is really important. If you're not getting all four of those, please get on those lists today. Second area, I'm asking you to step in. Uh, oh, and, and um, Valerie, there's Valerie under the umbrella there. She's waving her, her hand. Uh, she's going to be at the communication table. Uh, Warren, Warren is our leadership team chair over here. I made Valerie feel bad because we can clap for Valerie and you clap for Warren. I don't know about that. Yeah, okay, that's better, that's better, that's better. So Warren is going to be standing at a table for uh, membership class sign-up and newcomer's lunch. So if you feel new, if you've not been to a newcomer's uh, uh, lunch yet, sign up for that. And if you are considering membership at New Community, um, even if you're not sure, but you want to learn a little bit more, we've got two membership sessions coming up. Uh, as the chair of the leadership team, Warren can ask, answer questions about being a member at the church. So sign up for uh, either or both of those uh, with Warren today. Uh, and then we have Amy, everybody, who's going to be, Amy's going to be at our ministry team uh, uh, table. Now you've been hearing us a lot talking about serving on ministry teams, so I don't need to say a lot about this, but here's the new community culture. We do not do 10% of the people doing 90% of the, of the service. That's not what we do. We do 90% of the people doing 100% of the service. 90% because you know what? There's always a time when someone can't serve for a good reason. That's okay. We're not, we're not trying to guilt everybody into doing stuff. But if you have yet to find a ministry team where you are serving regularly, like maybe about once a month, today's the day to sign up to get more information about that. So we've got our setup team, our hospitality team. Give it up for Brent on our tech team. Marquita or Esther, we'd love to talk to you at the worship team. And let me just, let me just, can I, say something? can I say something about worship? I know some of you have gifts in leading and playing. And, and Ina's on our worship team, so she can tell you that this is the truth. You can try to hide that gift, Ina, right? <laughs> You can try to keep a secret. You can try to fly, up, fly under the radar. It's not going to work. Just, I need to tell you that, that particularly Minister Marquita Sconiers has a gift. She's going to smell it out. It's going to happen. So don't try. Just, just, just go up and sign up today for the worship team. 
Uh, and then we also have our Kids City team that you've been hearing a lot about. We have our prayer ministry as well. So these are all teams that would love to have you in the mix with them. When you sign up, you're not committing your life to it. You're asking for a little bit more information, okay? Uh, and then we have Dave Yu, Dr. Dave Yu, who is on our leadership team. Dave, raise your hand. He's the treasurer of our leadership team. There's gonna be a table uh, with information about uh, offering, as well as about giving to our, uh, uh, our, investing in our facility fund. So you all have been amazing during the pandemic. We've operated with a surplus throughout the pandemic. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I do wanna tell you that for the last two months, for the first time during the pandemic, we haven't quite met our budget. That's okay, God is faithful, God is good. We are doing fine financially. But if New Community is your church home and you have not started giving regularly yet, just chat with Dave, get, he'll get your information and send you everything you need to know. We're not passing offering right now for obvious reasons. So he'll tell you how you can begin giving uh, to the church offering. Also, we are part of a denomination called the Evangelical Covenant Church. And they will finance our facility when we find that facility. They have, they have great terms, they, they are used to working with churches, but the way this works is that uh, members of churches in the denomination invest portions of our savings so that that can then be invested in, uh, in that fa financing for other churches that are also purchasing facilities. So if you have a, a savings account right now, you can open a savings account with National Covenant Properties, probably get a little bit uh, better uh, rate of return than you're currently giving, but then that money is actually uh, used to help other churches around the country purchase their facility in the same way that we'll be purchasing ours. So we are gonna be able to, to finance our facility because other members of churches around the country have invested their savings, which will allow us to do that. So if, especially if you're a member of the church, but this is open to everybody, uh, leave that information with Dave You get that, give him your information and he'll send you exactly what that looks like and how you can participate uh, with, uh, with that. Um, Pastor Michelle, right up front here. She's gonna be at a table. She had a table for two sign-up lists. One is for pastoral check-in. Like maybe you're, you're, you're new, you're like, I just wanna to talk to a pastor. Maybe you've been here a long time. You're like, I just got some stuff I need to process. I need someone to pray with me. Um, we would love the opportunity to just check in with you. So if that's you, it doesn't matter what the topic is, just let us know. We'll follow up with you. Um, we can have a phone call, Zoom, maybe meet in person. But we'd love to be able to check in with you as your pastors. And then the second sign-up sheet is for baptisms. Baptisms. If you uh, have never been baptized before uh, and, and believe that God is calling you to publicly identify as a follower of Jesus, we would love to baptize you. We'd love to celebrate that with you. So stop by that list. Leave your name. Maybe you're not 100% sure. Maybe he's like, I just need to talk to somebody about that. Leave your information there and we will follow up about baptism. Two more things, and then I'm gonna dismiss us to these tables. I mentioned the Bible study already. We're trying to build a critical mass uh, in the month of August as we lead up to that. So one Kim, don't clap for him, he's not here right now, he's with our children. He's gonna be at that table to answer any questions about the Bible study, but he just needs literally all of our information, right? So, so stop by there, give him the information so that he can keep you in the loop as we get closer to the Bible study about all the specifics uh, with how that's gonna roll out next month. And then the last one is new community outreach. Well, Sonia's gonna be standing there. She's got three ways to sign up, is that right? Three ways to sign up, three very practical ways. And so please do stop by that table as well. Does anybody have any questions?
I talk fast enough? I talk fast enough? Any questions? Got a question? Yes, Robin. Robin asked for the children's ministry, is that once a month also? Yes, that is our goal. Our goal is for every ministry team to serve once a month. Now, obviously, there's times we need people to serve a little bit more than that. That's something you negotiate with the ministry team. Yes, in the back, question? You don't have a question. You're stretching. Yeah, okay, no problem. That's fine. Any other questions? Okay, uh, come find me afterwards if you have a question for me, but you're going to have access to some uh, amazing leaders who are going to be able to, to have conversations with you. Okay, this is your pastor speaking. Do not get up and just leave this place after the benediction. I've talked really fast. It's only, what time is it? 10.30. It's only 10.30. So we got lots of time to hang out, chat with these leaders, ask them questions. Maybe you're already signed up for a ministry team. Just stop by and encourage someone else to sign up for a ministry team. Make yourself available to talk to someone else. This is like a, a, a community time right now, okay? This is literally us stepping in together into the life of our church. Why? So that we would see God move powerfully through our church no matter what is to come in the months ahead. Amen? That we would be the church. That we would be the people of God who God has called us to be. So if you're online, click on that link right now, please. Take some time to fill that in. We will follow up with you this week. That's it. That's, that is done. Um, Amen. Okay, Lord Jesus, thank you for this time together. You have sustained us. You have kept us. You have nourished our life together, even when we have felt pulled apart, even when we have felt scattered. You have added to our number. You, you have borne amazing fruit through your Holy Spirit. So we have so much to be thankful for today. Oh God, you are so, so good, so, so kind. So online or in person, Spirit of the living God, would you just right now make this a, a, a holy place for us not to just sign up on some lists, not to just put some email addresses down, but to, but to have a, a posture in our hearts of stepping into your people, stepping closer to the center who is Jesus, who is the one who makes us a, a holy temple, the one who makes us a, a, a new people, transforming us from a collection of autonomous individuals into the very people of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.